to Punchboard Paradise, coming to you from the heartland of America in Omaha, Nebraska, where we discuss the world of tabletop gaming, the topics that affect the board game community, and give honest and fair reviews of the industry's hottest games. In episode 103, the Punchboarders talk about some recent plays, we discuss a board game topic, and finally, Draft our most anticipated games of 2022. Hey, everybody, I'm the wild card. <laughs> hey, I'm Chad. Somebody's uh, salty. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Richie. <laughs> this is what Chad called me. Uh, somebody's like, oh, I thought uh, Clef would be a little bit higher. And he's like, yeah, Clef's just a wild card. You never know what you're going to get him. But thankfully, we have two other reviewers. That is not what I said. I said that's why we have three reviewers, because he said he could figure out what Richie and I would rate the game. Honestly, and- I thought Clef was going to be a tick lower. <laughs> the yeah. last time I played with him. Thank yeah. you. So, <laughs> you'd be happy you hey, gave it a three. Hey, when we go a year from now, we'll see where it lands, okay? We'll, we'll see how many times you've played it in a year from now. Well, just keep in mind, too, that Wingspan was his favorite game of the, of year, the year. When we, Best game when, of the year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, my goodness. But, <laughs> I'm just but saying. He was right. Wingspan has climbed and yep, yep. is a very popular game. It, it probably was the best game that was produced for the masses that year. So, yes, what I said was probably accurate and true. Yeah. As an ultralight, medium, light, light, <laughs> yeah, we need, a popcorn game. I need more. <laughs> we need to dig into this a little deeper. Let's do it. Yeah. You called Arc Nova a medium, light game. Yeah. And I would just like maybe just a, a, just a handful of other medium, light games. Well, and he also did ride. say. <laughs> Settlers of the Yeah. <laughs> And that's medium light. So then what's light? Uh, yeah, what's light? Like I would throw Ticket to Ride into to me, to to light. light. Yeah, okay, yeah. Well, to me, light is is for sale or uh, Fuji Flush. There is a light game. <laughs> <laughs> so it goes Fuji Flush and then one tick higher is it's Arc Nova. Nova. Because he said you basically. Sounds about right. <laughs> he said, I think he said, you basically don't, you know, you don't have many decisions to make. Okay. Can can I can I talk? Can, can I speak? I, yeah. Can I speak? <laughs> okay. What I'm saying is, I I am simply stating that the actual learning of the actions and how you take the actions is not a complicated thing to do. It's it's not, you know, a hard thing, or you don't have to worry about. You're not. I don't know. It's medium light. That's all I got to say. That's, neither so is does, go. I does think- Lisboa fall into medium light? Because all you're doing is playing a card. Now you're just being silly. <laughs> I don't think I am. <laughs> okay. You have many times have you played Ark Nova? Six or seven. And in a year's time from now, if you had not played it in, in a year from now, would you be able to teach it? Maybe. What? Come on. The rules are it, simply light. It's not hard to remember how to teach the game. But I don't think no. the rules, rules are always totally different game. That's a really good question. I don't think rules are solely what makes a game light, no. right? Uh, Nor uh, rules retention. I, don't uh, I would agree with you. And you said something just a minute ago. You said go. You know, obviously, somebody you can teach somebody how to play go in a minute. Right. I said, but the strategy. I, I, I did. Okay, okay. Somebody said <laughs> go. Sorry. But but the strategy is is uh, you know I'm not speaking about. I mean. Obviously, the strategy for Ark Nova, 
you could be very good at the game or you could do very poorly at it. I'm not saying that in the sense of making it a heavy game or a light game. I'm just simply saying that the rules are, to me, a light, excuse me, medium light. It's not light. It's a medium light game that in a year from now I wouldn't play it and I could still teach the rules. I can't do that with Lisboa. Okay, so you your classification is based solely on rules and not on uh, complexity of decision making. Sure, if you want to go with that, yes, uh, that's what I'm I asking. Mean, I'm but asking, but I mean, it, but it goes along with it because I'm just saying that the, the rules it's it's not a complex game to teach, and I would also say it's not a complex game to understand what you're doing. Now, to do it very well. I'm not. Yes, I mean, I'm sure there are people that are better at it than others, but there I mean, are by, some by people logic, that are better. Though, like Pax no, Premier would fall into this category. Oh, it's very easy no. turns, very simple card no. play. No, Richie. Yes. Richie. And I would also challenge. I've been there when we've he's taught a game that he hasn't played in a year or more, <laughs> and <laughs> two of my worst teaches I've ever sat through. <laughs> so I would argue those those weren't medium light games. <laughs> So I would argue. Okay, I, come on. Okay. I, I, all right. Maybe Ark Nova is a medium <laughs> game, but get out of here with Pax Premier being an easy game to teach. It's get, very easy. On your turn, oh you my do God. two get actions. Get out of here. Play a card, buy a card. Oh You're pretty God. much done. Oh, yeah, that's it. There are not the 60 other different actions that you then have to worry about teaching. No, I mean, you're going to take the actions that are on the cards, but the card, oh, they're right there. God. It's Richie. actually a very easy game. I, honestly, it might be lighter than Ark Nova. Uh, uh, we lost our wild card Uh, we we lost our wild card (laughs) all right he came back yeah (laughs) well hey let's talk about something we can agree on for a second what oh my god (laughs) what have you been playing recently richie oh well, is it is it medium light or is it <laughs> very light? It's <laughs> honestly a little peek behind the curtain here. We're recording a little earlier. Ah, uh, yes. Um, Schedules being as they are. Yes. Yeah, so uh, what do I got to talk about here? I got into play of Aqualand. I actually taught Noxus. So this is oh. firmly a light game. I will I will tell you that. <laughs> I feel like I'm not going to disagree with you. Yeah, on this. no, you're not going to disagree like we'll on this good. one. Okay. So in this, it's a little two player Cosmos game, and in it. You have these uh, little, you know, big light tiles of these different sea creatures, and there's six different sea creatures, and also six different colors of each of the sea creatures. And the whole po- whole goal of the game is to score the most points by one player is going to be trying to group, and we're working on the same board. One player is going to be trying to group all of the sea creatures together by type, and the other player is going to be trying to group them by color. So on your turn, and you start with a completely blank board. On your turn, you're, you can move. The first thing you can do is you can move one of the tiles, uh, and it will move in a straight line until it hits the end of the game board or it hits another tile, and then you can place another one of your tiles, and then you, you'll draft a new tile out of, I think there's always six available to you. And you keep doing that, going back and forth, trying to make groups of colors if you're that player or trying to make groups of the different animal types if, the, if you're the other player. And then once the board is full, you're going to score. You'll score... Uh, it has to be at least groups of two, and I think max is you can get like a group of six together, uh, and you and it's just different points based on that, and whoever scores the most points wins. Uh, so it's something that like when I started showing Knox because you know they do this type of stuff in school, you know, trying to group like things together. He's like, oh, we kind of do this at school, little game that he knew uh, on his computer that he plays. So 
He was excited to play it, jumped into it very quickly and easily. It's something that I think would be a good couples game as well. Uh, but like I said, it is very light, light enough to teach a six-year-old. So uh, Aquaman. Hmm. Seems a little heavy. A little strategy. And <laughs> There's a little draft. strategy as far as what to draft and what to move <laughs> at certain times. But it's a solid, uh, solid Cosmos two-player game. Okay. But and Knox liked it. That's yes, that's, he did, he did enjoy it. Yes. that's cool. I've heard some good things about it. So yeah, solid game. Definitely worth checking out. Uh, I would suggest there is a bag on Board Game Geek for, that you can put the tiles in. So because the way that they want you to do it is like to flip them all over and shuffle them up that way. Mm. Much easier just to throw them in the back. Yeah, so, nice. Yep. All right, Chad, what you got something there in your hand? Looks kind of cool. What do you got? Uh, yeah, this is uh, Final Girl. It's uh, one of the hot solo games right now. There's just a Kickstarter for version two, and I just grabbed. F- so the way that these are, there's a core Final Girl pack, and they're they're kind of nice. They've got those like yellow magnetized boxes, you know, with a flip lid, basically. And uh, so you get the core box, but the core box by itself is not playable. You get then these packs of killer and um, and horror scenario, basically. So like Poltergeist in the Mansion or something. And those come like that too, except both sides are magnetic flip lids. So one is the one one side of the lid as you flip it up is the is the killer and their stats, and then the other side of the lid is the actual board of the setting. And then what you're doing is you're playing out a final girl scenario. Basically, from a horror movie, you're basically the last girl standing. <laughs> okay. And uh, this comes from Hostage Negotiator. It's sort of like a step up from the Hostage Negotiator solo game that, uh, for example, Shut Up and Sit Down reviewed very highly. And so what you're doing, the way that this is set, is you have that core box, and then you can get any number of basically bad guy and setting and play them together, mix them up, match them, all those kinds of things. Uh, But what you're doing is you are trying to be the final girl to survive in this thing and maybe get free people. You're searching for items because a lot of the scenarios make you have to beat the bad guy in the end, but some you don't. Some, I think I played one that was a poltergeist and you're just trying to get away. Uh, and and free as many hostages and find like a an abducted girl in this particular scenario, basically. So how are you doing this? I mean, what is this like a uh, like a like a dragon legacy, a dragon hole type? Thing no, what it is is it's a dice rolling action card scenario. So every round you have these basically time points, okay, and you can spend so many time points to buy these action cards from a row, and then you're playing those action cards down to do the thing like search or run or kill or what? You know, not kill, excuse me, attack that kind of a thing, and then you do horror rolls. So. Basically, you kind of have to see if you succeed at what you're trying to do for some of the stuff and you check the die. So then there's successes on the die, but then there's also a face that has two cards. So sometimes you have to discard a card to make another one a success. So you're giving up your action cards, in other words, to get more successes to do these things, either to find to find certain items through the deck or to attack the bad guy or to, you know, to do different things. And it, it is swingy because it's dice, but it is also very thematic. I mean, it's really, really thematic. The bad guy has certain attacks and different stuff. And and based on where you're at, like there's one that's a carnival and you can kind of catch a little like uh, bumper car across the board to kind of move further. And you're, you, you know, you're doing all this stuff. What's interesting is when you play cards, they go out to the market and you have to buy them again for the next turn. So you're constantly, there are zero cost cards, but... 
you don't get to play those all the time. They go back to the to the market on on your next turn, and then you have to buy other ones to be able to use. So you're constantly trying to plan uh, what you think you're going to be able to do, and uh, and how efficient you're going to be able to do it. Like I said, you can just get a, a a few bad rolls and get hosed, but it's not like a super long game. It's it's one of those that you're playing for the story and the you know thematic element of it. Like oh my gosh, I hit this. You know, I hit the. I mean, there's very much like a Nightmare on Elm Street. There's a, a Jason character. There's sure. all those kinds of things from that. Michael and it, Myers. Yeah, exactly. It's it's very thematic and and cool. and fun for that sort of a thing. Just to kind of sit down and and play, you know, maybe a 30, 40 minute game. And oh. so, I really enjoyed it. If if you're okay with swinginess, and there's a lot of solo games that are kind of like that, that are short like that. Um, and you. Even if, because I'm not a huge horror buff. I mean, around Halloween, I like to play a, a couple of those games. But this is a this is a really fun kind of way to go about it, and it's fun to try to plan your actions and and you know see what happens. This is that kind of game where, when you do that, you can kind of get into the story. So now I did hear though, if you ever try to like re-roll or cheat, Freddie will come after you. Yes, so you yeah, be, yeah. You can't be doing that. Yeah, that's true. Okay? That's true. Yeah, Candyman comes for you. There you go. There you go. <laughs> I actually done something, you know, sorry, this is just a little bit of a uh, segue into this. We talked about last episode, Legacy of Dragon Holt, you know, is one of 2017. I'm surprised that a sequel hasn't come out for that. I would really like to see that happen because, yeah. I mean, I I think that it was it was so well done. I, I don't know. Uh, Nikki Valens, she has her hand in a few different things, but something that's really cool, by the way, that I just found out that there was the the very first campaign book and this is what was great to me about legacy of dragonhold not only was the story just really great but it, it just had a variety of different kinds of characters in it but this new DD campaign book just came out for the first time it was solely done by people of color which i thought was first of all it was sad to know that that hadn't happened yet but i thought that that was really cool that something finally did and it makes me want to go check it out and pick it up so yes, it's cool. out there for those looking for that sort of thing cool. you know what else released that Corey is supposed to be working on the root. Root, yeah, the those root, dice uh, RPGs. Yeah, though. I saw the dice. For you know, root. you know, the root RPG. Oh Clef? my gosh, root and an RPG with Clef <laughs> sounds like the best time ever. I think, I think you got to your work that week. <laughs> you gotta, yeah. Hey, 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 we, we can work around the schedule. Guess what? We'll bend the rules a little bit, and if you want, you can be a magical kitty. I, 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 I tell you, there are few things in life that I would rather not do, and that is on the top of the list, is to play Root as an RPG. I, I would lie. play Root I, 30 times before I'd play Root. I won't lie. RPG. I'm not that interested in RPGs, but I would try a Root RPG. Ooh, he's a grumpy vagabond. <laughs> oh, boy. So you'd rather play Root than Root RPG. I'd rather do anything than an RPG. I am not an RPG <laughs> yeah. player. I, my ma I don't have an imagination, so I can act. <laughs> You're one of the best actors we know in high school. We know that. <laughs> Especially your voice acting is so, pretty <laughs> spot on. Outstanding. Yeah. Yeah. His, what is, uh, tell us what your seventh level German Alabama does. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> well, hey, speaking of getting into the, in, into the theme of things and the role of things, I heard you had a couple of good plays of Dune the other night. I got to play Dune. Did you play on I the was, wooden board? I Did got to bring play the, on the uh, wooden board. Yeah, but it's still, it was very cool. Uh, Jake was very obviously very excited. His first time he got to play on it. And uh, it was beautiful. There's a 
little that storm thing that moves around is mm-hmm. a wooden piece that moves yeah. around it. It's it's very very cool and the just everything about it was really neat and I was excited because I mean you both really enjoyed it and I was looking forward to this and you explained the rules and I was like okay this is not you know this is a fairly understandable type of game but obviously a lot of negotiation. We played five players okay and the before we started uh, it was you know it was uh, Dan and Josh and uh, and Jake and and uh, Mr. Ryan Freshman and me and. Mr. Ryan Freshman and me before it started goes, hey, we're going to team up and win this. And so <laughs> round one goes, you know, whatever happens. Round two, the worm comes out. Okay. That's early. And you're, know. yeah. And so right away, Ryan and I teamed up. Dan and Josh teamed up. And then Jake was all by himself. Well, Ryan and I had already kind of, I think, had three of the four or something like mm-hmm. that. So that round, we were able to capture the fourth, and 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 they you couldn't stop it. So then we were just done round two. We had wow, won. that was quick, <laughs> That's impressive. I was like, wow, okay. So we're like, let's play again. This is cool. Mm-hmm. I want to try it again. So then the next game, what, round can I ask what so, faction you were in that uh, first game? I was the. I got to look at all the cards before they. The Atreides, I think. Yeah, the green? that's the Atreides. You, yeah, green. I think so. Yeah, they get to look at all the cards and then before they bid or whatever the. Yeah. Not the, the item cards, the treachery. Treachery, treachery cards, yeah. The treachery before cards. they are yeah. bid off. Yeah. Um, so game two, you know, we're going along. Round two, boom, the worm comes out. Right away this time, <laughs> wow. Dan and Ryan team up. And I teamed up with Jake. and But by that point, Dan and Ryan had a, kind of a stranglehold. We couldn't stop them. It was done by round two. Oh, wow. Uh, crazy. So that is I, crazy. I'm surprised I, that so no one was able to just ship in and, and no, win a battle in a yeah, it was, stronghold. It was just one of those things where just you know we just didn't have enough cards yet, and mm-hmm. you know so it was just yeah, I couldn't do anything. And obviously, I was strapped for cash as the people because I couldn't make any money. Right. Uh, and I don't, I don't know. Um, I still liked it. I just yeah, yeah, yeah. I I said and I and I said this kind of I don't know where if I said this on the Slack or not, but I almost think maybe. You don't the war if you flip the worm over before like round four or something maybe you shuffle it back in or something like that because or or maybe you just can't do treaties yet because I don't know, it just seemed like it just ended way too quick with it coming out that fast and I my shortest game so, so far was the one that we played at, at Corey's house and with that and then round seven yeah huh. that's been my shortest game so maybe yeah. it was just unlucky maybe we were just a little inexperienced and Jake Possibly. was the only one who knew what he was doing but yeah um, I don't know it just uh. All that being said, it was a fantastic game. I'm looking forward to more plays, and I would certainly, I'd actually think that maybe six player might be a better because then mm-hmm. uh, you know Give we're there. Was like one yep. person was kind of just out when we did the pairing up, and and I don't know, maybe we shouldn't have paired up so soon. Also, maybe that you know we could have just said. Uh, well, I mean, if, you, if you can get a win, you can get a win. I guess you know? yeah. Yeah, that's so, you got to be so, opportunistic. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I feel good. I got a win so far. Yeah. I mean, it's more good. than Chad's got. So well, the the latest um, expansion just by far just uh, started hitting stores. So there's one that two Chom- more new factions. Chome, Chome and, and Richies. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So and I really after watching the Emperor get played, Chad. I do not understand how you ever had to ask for Chome Charity. I do not get it. Uh, I'm just telling you, it was sort of an all-in. Uh, it was an all-in moment real early in the game. And uh, I was... I, I basically, a lot of bad choices, man. Yeah, I, I basically 
I mean, think of think of a poker tournament where you know, <laughs> basically, you got pocket kings or, and they got pocket aces. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Well, uh, I want I want to play the advanced game next time. Yes, so, definitely. Yeah, I, I yeah. would agree. I would like to play that advanced game because the emperor so. having those troops then that yeah. makes some uh, some interesting yeah. choices too. Because yeah. then when you're putting those guys into the cities early on, you have a little bit more advantage. Yeah, absolutely. So, but anyways, we've already talked about Dune a lot. Sure. I'd like to talk about a game that I got to play also um, that Jake actually taught. Um, that is from our good friend, Mr. Ryan Courtney. Oh, yeah. And that yeah, is yeah. Bear Raid. Yeah. Nice. This, yeah. It's fulfilling from uh, BoardGameTables.com. And uh, yeah, I've been enjoying this one too. Yeah. Um, it is a kind of a stock manipulation type of game uh, where uh, everybody basically, you know, you don't have a certain stock. You just have all these different stocks that you can buy. And you're either on your turn going to be buying stock you're going to be shorting stock, which is kind of the toughest concept to kind of, you know, Jake said he had a real hard time teaching his family this, where it just basically means you're selling stock that you don't actually have, but then you have to pay for it, you know, at the end or or hope that it goes bankrupt and then you don't have to pay for it at all. Um, and those, those, so those are the first two options on the stock. But the third option is that you get to pick up these dice and the dice are the real key to the game. You want to try to kind of control obviously the stocks that you have a lot of good stock in and each round, these cards are going to come out and they're going to basically either be like your the stock is going to either go up or down or stay the same, depending on what the number of the dice are. And there's like, I think eight different dice for each one of them. And so it might be, if it's plus 20 uh, on the dice, it's going to go up $10. But the next round, it might be, if it's plus 20, it's going to go down $15. So it's, it's very unique in the fact that one moment you want a lot of dice out there because you want it to, you know, you want a high number. But the next moment you might want to be picking up all those dice and kind of kind of trying to hoard them behind your screen so that they doesn't, you know, go high. But you can only keep five dice behind your screen at the end of the round. Any others you have to kind of put back into your bag. And that is the real key to the game. I mean, the rest of it's kind of, you know, I mean, fairly simple on kind of what you're doing. But the key is is trying to control those dice. And actually, there's a fourth action where you can actually put three dice out onto a little pad, which is then those are guaranteed to be in the next roll as opposed to randomly getting pulled out of the bag. A lot of fun. This is a good, this is once again, I'd call this a gamer's party game, you know. And keep in mind too, uh, while you're while you're visualizing this, uh, everybody has little player screens too, so you can't see what people are doing with die or what color they have or even what yeah. stocks they've shorted or have positives of, because the stock can go up enough that it can split, and yeah. so you, you've got you've got money that way. But you're you're kind of sometimes you're faking people out with putting dice in the bag, or maybe you're not putting dice in the a bag, a little bit, stuff yeah, like that. Uh, obviously, if you had a you know, a real good mind, you could remember exactly what everybody did on their turns or whatever, but I don't, I can barely keep track of what I did on my turns on it. But, um, but yeah, this is a fantastic one. If you have a chance to pick this one up and if you like just kind of fun party manipulation kind of stock game, I would consider this one maybe to be a tick below stockpile just because stockpile has a lot more going on with all the cards and your, what you're doing or whatever with this one's a little bit more simple on how you're doing it. Even since I would think the strategy is probably quite a bit heavier it's in this higher. one than in stockpile. So it's kind of a, you know, a give and take on that. But, uh, right. uh, I really enjoyed it. I'm, uh, I'm definitely, I'm going to get a copy of it cause I, I really enjoyed it. I didn't, I didn't get a copy when I probably should have. Well, and the other thing too is 
you had mentioned earlier, you said, oh, I like this game. It kind of reminds me of the estates. And it's because there's that shared incentive, then I'm going to knife you in the back sort of thing, which right. you kind of convince each other. Yeah, you want to go in on this. Let's go in on it together. Help me. Help me help this stock. Come on, let's do it. Come yep. on, guys. Yep. You know, and then somebody else is kind of, oh, don't get let them get too far ahead. They've been buying a bunch of that stock. Let's tank it. Right. Come on, let's tank their stock. Yep. So. Yep. Agreed. Yeah. So, but a lot of fun. Uh, Bear Raid by uh, Ryan, Ryan Courtney from uh, BoardGameTables.com. Hey, Punch Bunch. Are you tired of having all your resources and chits all over the table? Well, do I have a solution for you? Magnetic hex trays from 3D Bitspace. They will keep your table organized and be a huge space saver. So head on over to 3D Bitspace at Etsy.com and order yours today. And if you mention Punchboard Paradise, you're going to get a free hex tray. You know, there's so many games. I walk into the store and I'm just, I'm like, I, I'm overwhelmed. And then they're just kind of stacks on stacks. It's kind of a mess. I, hey, I I'm going to tell you what to do. All what? right. You should go to Hobby Town in Lincoln, Nebraska. You know why? Why? Because they have a great staff there that's going to help you pick out a game. So they'll help me choose a game that's right for me and my family? Absolutely. You go in there, you kind of tell them maybe what you're interested in. All their staff is very well knowledgeable about games and they can pick out different ones. They can make suggestions. And you know what? If they don't have it, you know what they'll do? What? They will order it for you and get it and it doesn't cost you any shipping. That's big in today's world. You got two locations in, in Lincoln, Nebraska that you can go and go get all that great help from their great staff. Fellas, we don't have a, uh, a mailbag per se, but there was a lot of discussion on, on Slack uh, just yesterday, actually. And I was, I was really interested. I feel like, I mean, we have fun with the uh, BGG Top 100, but, you know, it's just, it's a very much of the moment and what's going to be hot right then. And, you know, obviously you can even get on BGG and see what's hot and, you know, list it. And the more... Uh, the more hype a thing has, the generally the more it shoots to the top of the sure, the sure. top one hundred. Mm -hmm. That's just the way it's structured. That's that's Ar just the way Ark it is. Ark yeah. Nova is a perfect example. Of what's it already up right. into the fifties or sixties? In the sixties. And people, already. I mean, it's, not that not that every good game that's new or popular shoots right up there, but I mean, this one's gotten you know a lot of positive feedback, sure. and so it has. And I mean, the, the people have kind of targeted it because as this one shoots up, Canizia now does not. Dr. Reiner Kanitia does not have a game in the top 100. He is quite possibly, I don't know this for sure, but quite possibly the most prolific game designer. And people were bemoaning the fact that he does not have any more of these games. Yeah, I think it was yesterday or two days ago that people were really uh, upset about that. What does that say about our hobby that now we're only um, interested in in these games that like the, the father of big game design or one of the fathers of big game design is not on our top 100. So uh, it sparked some good, uh, good conversation in our Slack. A couple of people were saying, you know, hey, Kinesia, make more theme games because that is theme integration is where it's at now. We can have good games with good mechanisms that also integrate theme. So that's what he needs to be doing. Do you guys have any feeling on this one way or the other? Because I, I have a question too, but I'm, I'm wondering if you have any feedback. Richie, you you probably own the most Kinesia games or at least one, at one time have owned the most Kinesia games, I think. Oh, yeah, maybe. Us. Yeah, I mean, they definitely come in and out of my collection. But I, I mean, I would agree because I know Evan talked about this in our Slack as far as 
his games are not thematic. They're basically abstract games. And I would agree with that. And I, would, and I do think a lot of people, they don't necessarily dis... Oh, yeah. Actually, I would say most people don't like abstract games. <laughs> so when you are getting these bigger box games that you know have a cool theme, have cool art, and then you open up, start playing it, and it's basically like you're playing chess or something like that, that can put people off. And I just think a lot of people, when they see Kinesia, they just move on by that are... If they're newer to the hobby and don't necessarily know his older games and know like Raw or Kai Society or Modern Art. But uh, yeah, I mean, I think that that's m more of the issue than anything else, that most of his games are just very abstract. Yeah, I mean, you, you've got Lost City. I mean, that's been a popular game with a lot of couples, for for example. I mean, you played Lost Cities, Clef, a bunch when you first, sure, you know, sure. were playing more war games. Yeah, and I, and I, I would also say that just... Uh, yeah, I, I see surely the, the fact that the the world of board gaming has come into, in my opinion, kind of this middle ground of wanting a thematic game that I mean has some some goodness to it, but yet not. Uh, this is a hard thing for me to kind of say because I'm going to come back to Ark Nova and Wingspan, but that's that's kind of, I'm serious though, that's kind of the bread and butter of what the mainstream people kind of like and want right now. And when you're talking about a Kinesia game that is very, you know, you know, Tigers and Euphrates or Yellow and Yangtze, there's nothing there for people to identify with, you know? Wingspan, you're going out and you're collecting these birds, you know, it's, it's cool, it's fun. You know, Ark Nova, you're building a zoo. These are cool things. Terraforming Mars, you're, you know, terraforming Mars. These are really cool ideas, things that people can get behind. And I think that's why it's going to resonate with a more mass people than it is going to be something like a Kinesia game. It's just, it's just not going to be in today's age. 15 years ago, that's why, you know, Tigers and Euphrates was one of the top 10 games on Board Game Geek 10 years ago. You know, yeah. times change. And that's that's what happens. So. Plus, everyone wants deluxe. I mean, everything is a deluxe edition now, and yeah. I, his games just really would not work well for that. But they're kind of doing that. I mean, Raw is right. Isn't I mean, it's getting new art? Yeah, but I don't think they're they're not going crazy on the like on the, the rest of the components. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I so here's an interesting question. What is for you? I, I think I have a, a an idea with Richie because he's talked about some of these, but I'm curious uh, for all of us to talk about what is the driest or maybe the most quote themeless and quote game that you really enjoy. I would say ours that we play at, at our house is uh, Shobu. I really like uh, Shobu from Smirk and Laughter Games. That is a, a great little game um, that looks like it was designed hundreds of years ago because it's just wooden boards, river rock and rope. And it's an ingenious little design that moves really quick. And you start out having um, a lot of options and then move less and less. Because in this game, you can basically move um, one of your stones one way on one board. And then it has to be mirrored on the other board kind of across from you. And you're basically trying to knock off each other's stones off the board by sliding. But it's a real simple, ingenious, quick game. And it's kind of about pattern recognition, which I don't often enjoy but the interaction is such and you're both really kind of grinding over the decisions that it's it's really great i really i really like uh shobu so i would 
encourage people to check that one out because I am not a big abstract fan, but this is definitely an abstract that uh, that grabs us. And my son really likes it, too, surprisingly. Yeah, it's a good game. And I mean, honestly, you can make your own. You got some rocks laying around. <laughs> you and basically could. Some rope. You yeah. can make your own uh, copy of it pretty easily. In the dirt. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this game to me, I mean, I I couldn't even could right now. I couldn't even begin to tell you really what the theme is. Maybe you're building your village or in your villa. Whatever. Carpe diem. Is is there a theme of what's going on there? Um. Yeah. I mean, I guess there must be. I don't know. I, mean, I guess you're building a villa or you're a getting, village. You're and getting scholarship points, aren't you? Or yeah. scholar points? Scholar. Uh, what scrolls? are those? The band bandoleras? Oh or, yeah, that's what they call them. And yep. then you're getting chickens and grapes and <laughs> yeah and i don't know building and then you're just having you're the moving best a little dude, village who knows what's going on there nor right. do i even ever care i mean that's completely mm. themeless in my mind and i mean i don't care the mechanisms of the game or what brings me into that game so yeah. i i suppose you could say that about a lot of felds um yep. uh, but you know that's certainly kind of just scrolling through that's kind of you know, besides maybe, you know, Ganshan Clever is obviously very oh, seamless, yeah. you know, Seriously. but uh, it's a, a very fun one. And then, uh, I mean, even since the, it's, you know, everything about it is still fun to me. I mean, Skull King could be any theme, really, you know, right. I mean, you could you could right. use a diff- different things. But once again, I think you could say that about a lot of trick taking. games. Sure. So. What about you, Richie? Yeah, I mean, the gift series for like a pure abstracts. Right. Uh, when you're talking like bigger board games. I mean, it has a theme. It's just trading in the Mediterranean, but Concordia is just very boring, dry theme that. Yeah. Why are you doing what you don't even think about it when you, yeah, you're just, it's just card play and playing off other people. So, uh, yeah, those are probably mine. I feel like Vesuvius in that game sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I can see that. (laughs) All right. Well, fellas, thanks for humoring me. Uh, I, I just think that's an interesting thing to, to think about, but I'm always interested in how uh, we, as kind of a community, get uh, really interested in what's on the BGG, for better or for worse. Well, hey, can I talk about PBCon? Sure, yeah. talk about PBCon. It's coming up! Hooray! I mean, we're our by the time this episode drops, it'll be less than two months. Ooh! I mean, it, it is coming and it's coming fast. We are we are still getting people to sign up. We still do have a few. Uh, rooms left available, plenty of the weekend passes available. Uh, but if you're interested, please make sure you sign up soon. We would love to have everybody there. And speaking of the punch bunch, we got some new patrons. Chad, why don't you go ahead and tell us about our new patrons? We have John Steinar Brunn and Timothy Crisco. So gentlemen, I hope, I hope that I pronounced your names correctly. Uh, we, regardless, I, I really appreciate your support. We all do. Um, We just have such a great punch bunch. Uh, You know, somebody was remarking the other day on um, getting a game because it was highly recommended by the rest of the punch bunch on our Slack. We we just have a great team. I think that's what we're all looking forward to uh, in in a couple of months with PPCon coming up is just getting to see the punch bunch. I could, yeah. I yeah. will play. I mean, if somebody really wants to play Candyland, I will play Candyland with the punch bunch. Oh, I'm, I'm Candyland. I, I, I just yeah, I'm trying to play it with somebody. There aren't very many games where I throw temper tantrums, but that one. <laughs> All right. But, but, but I'm ready. Uh, but anyway, punch bunch, 
Um, thank you so much for supporting us. We know not everybody can, of course, uh, but we love the the retweets, the reviews, um, all the good words out on the social medias. Uh, thank you so much for all of those. And thank you so much to John and Tim. And before PPCon, we got a little con that we're going to all be at. The Great Plains Game Festival in Lincoln, Nebraska, coming up at the April 29th, 30th, and May 1st. Yeah. So, uh, it'll be fun. Yeah. And if you pre register still, and there's still time to pre register for that, you're going to get not one, but two free board games. That's pretty exciting. That is super, super exciting. Um, it is a great place, a lot of fun. Um, we will be there. Um, there will be a great library there. There's going to be a swap meet type of thing there. There's going to be and 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, Richie is DJing. I think on Sunday uh, for a little bit at our table. I, b- I believe so. Yeah. I believe uh, some digital underground <laughs> yeah, is going to yeah. be uh, going Ooh, on. I'm yeah. really excited. So I'm up for, I'm, I'm excited about that. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> you might catch Clef doing the Humpty Dance. Oh, you will. You will. <laughs> uh, let's draft. Well, I think it's time to do a little drafting, guys. Let's draft our most anticipated games of 2042. Pretty exciting. I was just checking to see if you guys were I, listening. Okay. I, I, so I, I thought I about actually, putting one game yeah. on there that probably won't cut. We won't. I know. Get. I was going to say <laughs> AI. <laughs> AI. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I looked at it too and I said, no. no, no you say 2042. I'm actually going to look at some of those. Uh, <laughs> what's your game games now? You, you, you might be able to get them. You right. might, we might have Madeira by then. Uh, oh, I got to die. All right. You uh, ready? Richie, do you want to read how we draft here at Punchboard Paradise? No, I guess I should probably do that. So on Punchboard Paradise, we like unique lists. That's why we draft. So we're going to do a serpentine draft, which all that means is if you draft last in the first round, you will draft first in the second round. We're going to roll off and see who gets to go first. It'll be Chad. But Ooh, I got it. It's Archie! Well, I'm definitely going first. <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right. And I'm going to go, let's go a little counterclockwise. Clef, you can go after that. Okay, so I'm second and Chad's third. All right. Okay. Let's do okay. this. My first one, real easy. Horseless carriage. I knew yeah. that was coming. That was yeah. my I first mean, draft. Is, yeah, 100%. I don't even know really anything about the game. No, no one is anybody. <laughs> they, they did release a little bit of information. Uh, I didn't look at that information, but <laughs> I love the box cover. Looks Honestly, a, a lot of these would be what box cover really stood out to me. <laughs> well, let's just say that this has the best art so far of any splatter spelling game I've ever seen. Which is not <laughs> a high bar. Not saying yeah, much. Bar, yeah, not a high bar. I like the card art on Food Chain. Food Chain is okay. beautiful. I, yeah. I love it. It's beautiful. What's wrong with antiquity? It's very gray and tan. Antiquity is pretty <laughs> ugly. <laughs> hey, the geek bus, are beautiful. Bus is, bus is pretty. Yeah, even the original bus. I the think original the bus was very, there are yeah. a lot of spl- spl- I think this was a, a geek thread, but there were a lot of splatter spelling games that would have been helped by having rock on the cover of the game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, well, there's not much information out there, but it, do it's we a splatter. have any more when it's coming or anything even like that? I, I tried to look at. I, it, I think they it. said third quarter third is quarter. what they're saying yeah. right now. Yeah. Right. So we'll see. All right. uh, shipping being what it is, that's kind of the... Who knows? Yeah. 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 Who knows? Definitely excited. Definitely have that pre-ordered and looking forward to that for sure. Yes. That'll be the first big release from Splatter Spelling since Food Chain. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, that'll be awesome. All right. 
Oh, well, obviously Richie got the uh, got the best here. So I, for my first pick, uh, kind of between two games here, but I think I'm going to go with uh, a game that I've actually gotten to play once. So I know a little bit about it and I definitely enjoyed it and I'm excited about it. And this comes from the powerhouse of Simone Luciani and also from Nestor Mangoni. Uh, yeah, who uh, they did a uh, Newton together. And this is Darwin's Journey. Uh, this was a lot of fun. Uh, I think it was Richie, uh, Joe Farrell taught yeah, yeah, us. Yeah, Farrell taught and, us. Uh, uh, very, uh, you know, it's a Euro game. And it's very, you know, do this to get this, to get these points. And it's got some traveling going on. And it just, uh, it's got these different seals that you have to have. And different yes, seals will allow to... you to do different things. Mm-hmm. and uh, But just really good game, you know, just. Like I said, I mean, this is what Luciani does uh, very, very well. Looks like just a really cool game. Hopefully, that won't be too much further along. I think that no, was... there's a. I think there's a little bit of a delay, but it, it, we should definitely get it this year for sure. Yeah, yeah. They, they've so. been updating us pretty regularly. So yeah, and the and I think we both backed the collector's edition, which yeah. looks really cool. Yeah, I th- yes, it does. Oh, I think it comes with a, a mat, doesn't it? Comes with a near free mat. Uh, we may have had had to add that on, but I, I mean, I definitely bought the map. Hopefully, I did. Okay, so yeah, <laughs> so that'll be my uh, first one. Uh, Darwin's Journey, and that's from Thunder Griff Games. Yeah, that was going to be yeah. my second choice if I didn't get horseless. There, there we go. All right, all right, Chad, give us uh, give us a couple of picks. Okay, well, I am going to try to go with games. My my criteria for this was hopefully games that I hadn't talked about before, even in like uh, Kickstarter corners or whatever. And uh, games that weren't like a second edition, because there's some second edition stuff coming out that's exciting as well. But that was just my personal criteria, just to let you know where I'm sitting. So my first one uh, that I feel like I should grab is, I'm going to try to pronounce this as well as I can, Anunnaki, Dawn of the Gods. This is from uh, Simone Luciani and Cranio Creations. Uh, They usually put out a lot of stuff that I enjoy, but it is about, it's basically billed as a 4X Euro game, which I'm really curious as to how that comes together. But you're, you're basically an ancient civilization that's supposed to be leaving its, its planet in search of new worlds to conquer. It's got uh, some card play, conflict resolution, some area majority stuff. Um, you're basically going to be building bases, recruiting troops, um, exploring. You're going to be trying to sign trade contracts, but then you'll also try to defeat other players' armies and and get treasures, stuff like that. I'm mostly excited because of the track record of the designers. Simone Luciani hasn't made very many games that I don't enjoy. When you say 4X and Euro game, I'm definitely curious to see how that shakes out. That is my first pick. Anunnaki, Dawn of the Gods. Luciani's involved. I'm interested. So. Exactly. I yeah. mean, yeah, you say Luciani and I'm in there. So The other one that I'm going to take, uh, just to make sure it's off the table, this just got announced really recently, and it was a couple of years ago. It was a basically, it's kind of a sequel, but it's not a second edition or anything, so I could kind of choose it. But it is. It was a big surprise. Oh, I didn't think Chad would take this. I thought I had this one safe. My Island. Oh, oh yeah, come yeah, yeah. on. Oh. So My Island is supposed to be a, a new family-friendly legacy experience based off of the My City game, which uh, we all really were surprised by and enjoyed. And hey, this is 
a pretty light Reiner Knizia themed game. Uh, but uh, we had so much fun playing this, and it's so snappy. Uh, it's a great family or couples game, at least in, in my household. So when you say that, I mean, my in-laws got it. They love playing it, too. Um, we gave it to somebody else to play the other half of the legacy since my wife and I just played it as a couple. It's a, it's a really fun, snappy, my city was a really fun, snappy legacy game. So I'm really curious to see um, what this has to offer, how it builds on it. You basically have hexagons instead of blocks now. So that's the big difference, supposedly, and you're going to be building out your islands. Yeah, I'm, I'm super excited So because obviously... My city is a you know top twenty game for me. So yeah, and that was a big surprise for you too. Yeah, yeah it yeah. was a huge surprise. Yeah, that's good. All right. So that's my island. All right. So well, I mean, we're talking about games that are coming out in twenty twenty two. Yes, this is a game that came out five years ago, and this is a second edition, <laughs> but it's a game coming out in twenty twenty two, and All I right. am super excited. And that is John Company. I am very, yes. very much looking forward to it. There are changes, so it is different. So this is the second edition. Uh, I mean, this is, you know, Cole Orley, and obviously uh, PAX Premier second edition is one of my favorite games that he did the second edition. So, I mean, now granted, this is his own game that he's doing a second edition, but I am very much looking forward to it. I think this is going to be right up my wheelhouse. And, uh, yeah, so that's uh, John Company. And that should be... Uh, soon as well, I believe. Shouldn't be so. too bad, yeah. And they do a good job of uh, getting their games out there pretty fast uh, from uh, Whirly Gig games. Mm -hmm. All right, for my next pick, uh, I actually thought I had to worry about this with Clef. It's a coin game, and it's going to be the first coin game just based on a fictional uh, setting, and that's Red Dust Rebellion. Yeah. Yeah, it's on my list. I right, was, right. And once again, I was like, ah, no one's going to take the, the coin <laughs> game. So. Well, I'm pumped for this one because I, I like, I love that theme. Sure. Uh, so I'm I'm excited to see how it really plays out, especially you know since it's that fictional setting. If that makes a difference for me or not. But who's who's the designer on that one, please? Uh, Jarrett Carmichael. So he sounds. I don't. He's new to the coin series. I don't know what else he's yes, designed. He, but yeah, I don't know any other designs that he's done. But I know that he has a, a pretty popular YouTube page, and okay. this kind of like his first uh, one into this. He does the three minute board games. Oh. the YouTube channel. So. All right. Sure. Very cool. uh, but yeah, I'm pumped for that. Uh, so Red Dust Rebellion for my second uh, It'll pick. be really interesting because coin games are so theme-oriented, mm -hmm. and so this will be a different since it... I mean, I'm sure it will be thematic, but obviously it won't be um, rooted in, in history uh, you know, yeah. theme. So I'm, I'm interested. I mean, obviously, I'm, I'm super excited. I've had it backed and can't, you know... As soon as it comes in, you know, you'll get a copy. Brent will get a copy. Yeah, Dan there'll get be a five copy. copies. I'll, a copy. I'll get a copy. You'll get a copy. You and I'll be like, <laughs> yeah, you know, sure. And we'll all, you know, be playing one copy. One copy. Matter. Yeah. But, you know, anyways, but that's that's how we do things. We're going to have to do like a lottery system to see whose <laughs> copy we play or something. So, yeah, yeah exactly. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. What do you got next, Richie? All right. My third pick, I know nothing about. And this is really off of the cover and just the theme. And that's Unconscious Mine. And that's a Johnny Pack game, I believe. Yeah, there's a couple other designers on this, but I had this yeah. on my list, actually. Oh, did you? Yeah. It looks really cool. One, Vincent Dutre. It's Vincent Dutre, and I'm blanking on the other artist, uh, Andrew Bosley. Oh, the other yeah, artist. both so it's really good artists. Those two artists, and the whole game is you're a therapist, and you're trying to establish your practice and bring in new clientele and work on your different therapy techniques. Uh, but with the art, like everything that's based in the real world, Vincent Dutrait did. And then everything that's based like in your mind. 
uh, is done by Bosley. So it, it looks really cool. The they're I mean they're both fantastic artists, some of my favorite, and then just their art meshing together just looks really cool. Uh, and just the theme is unique and. I'm really excited to try this one out. A little hint as to what the what some of that art by Bosley looks like. That it's kind of like, and I gosh, I love it so much. That BGG series Quacks of Quedlinburg poster, which is yeah. just so beautiful. Mm -hmm. Love that poster. Uh, but he's got plenty of great examples of his art. But yeah, this was on my list. It's got a worker placement vibe to it a little bit, but some, you know, and, and yeah, some it says, standard uh, worker placement, engine building, multi-use cards, yes. and action programming. That so. multi-use cards was what did that it for me. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, Unconscious Mind for my third pick. Good pick. All right. Well, for my third pick, um, I guess I got to go with a GMT game since, you know, I mean, I how am I going to make a list here to make that? And that is going to be um, a game that uh, maybe some people have heard about. Uh, it's called, uh, well, a former game called Twilight Struggle. Oh. This is Twilight Struggle yeah. Red Sea, yeah. the conflict in the horn of Africa. And it's uh, still from Jason Matthews and GMT Games. Uh, it's supposed to be a little bit of a lighter affair with still, you know, the good battle back and forth and supposed to be able to be played in a quicker amount of time. Um, I mean, you you got me. You say Twilight Struggle, anything with it, and you say Jason Matthews, I am in. I'm just excited. I don't know much else about it, uh, which is sometimes just how I, you know, I, I'm, I more look forward to getting. It's, you know... I have decided I am with board games. I'm exactly like I am with movies. I'm totally going off topic here. So too bad guys. <laughs> if, when, if there's a movie coming out that I know I want to see, I do not want to watch any previews for it. I want to go in completely blind and just go see it because I hate, you know, when you've watched a preview and you know, Oh, I know this is going to happen. So I know this is fine. I hate watching previews for things I want to see board games. I'm the same way. If it's something I know that I'm going to like, I almost just rather would get it and then get in and dig in and dive into it as mm. opposed to watching other people and look at learning about it and everything. And so to me, if you've got stuff like, you know, Jason Matthews, GMT, boom, I'm in and I'm full force and can't wait to play it. So mm -hmm. Guess yeah. it doesn't really help anybody who's wanting me to talk about it, but you know, <laughs> eventually I'll tell you about it. Well, so, I know I, I've yeah. I've been following this a little bit. I did P five hundred this because this is supposed to be like lunch, like you're supposed to be able to play this like in a lunch hour. This version of Twilight Struggle. So I'm I'm excited about that because the other ones that have come out like before, like quicker Twilight Struggles, like uh, thirteen days and stuff like that. Yeah, they've come and gone out of my collection. So I'm hoping right. that this one kind of hits that yep. sweet spot for me. Totally agree. Speaking of Jason Matthews. Uh, this was something that was brought to my attention. I don't know how many people have seen it. Uh, I'm really excited to kind of see the the result of this. Uh, we'll see how it shakes out, but they are having a Shores of Tripoli tournament. Oh, yeah. You remember that we had gotten a chance to, to play that game. And also, I should say, um, I'm not going to, I didn't put it on my list because I've for me, it was ineligible because I'd already talked about it. But man, I'm seeing some pictures of how the vote, the the game about vote for women, um, how that's shaping up. That Kickstarter is going to deliver. And man, Ooh. that looks beautiful, too. But anyway, Shores of Tripoli by Fort Circle Games. Uh, that is getting a tournament. And one of the teams, you guys, you guys, you guys, you guys, one of the you teams, <laughs> one of the teams is Jason Matthews. Mark Herman and Volko Runke. 
Okay, I do not want to go up versus them. <laughs> <We're not getting. laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> another team. Slaughtered. Yeah, there's another team, though, from the Naval Academy, apparently, oh, cool. uh, that's playing, too. Wow. So, yeah, they've got, like, a, about 100 uh, entrants. Uh, I think wow. that that's going to be really cool. That is. I'm that excited is, for wow. them. That is there. It is very cool. If I played online games at all, I'd be in on that. But <laughs> you know me and online. Yeah, huh? I, I, <laughs> I'm, I've got some online fatigue as well. But <laughs> I'm I'm wishing uh, I'm wishing good uh, good vibes for everybody, and yeah. that'll be fun to see how that shakes out. Yeah, absolutely cool. All right, Chad, what are your last two picks? Okay, well, um, my first pick is going to be a, another kind of worker placement ish game, which I don't. You know, I, I don't get as excited about those anymore, but this one looked really interesting, and I think it actually uh, just started on Kickstarter recently. It is called Oak, and it's from Game Brewer, and uh, Vim Goosens, and again, the art, which is, oh my gosh, it's beautiful. It's again by Message Janik, I believe, and they are the artist that did Stroganov, as well. Um, and I was just oh, talking wow. about how beautiful, beautiful the art is for yeah. this. Uh, this is basically about becoming uh, the head of a tribe of druids um, trying to unlock the secrets of this this arch oak, basically. But there's a lot of Celtic lore here. And the key with this, there's some worker placement, but you also have different workers and get to upgrade your workers in a certain way. And in addition, there's crazy uh, player powers with this one, too. So like all the player powers are kind of real crazy and off balance and feel broken in the same way that we always think Voyages of Marco Polo does, maybe even more so. So it just watching uh, Rado's gameplay seemed really interesting to me. Uh, and I, I, I was uh, I was really hooked. So I'm, I'm excited for this one. I, I, I am really excited for this one to come out. Hopefully it'll it'll deliver here in 2022. It's on GameFound, not Kickstarter. So you guys can check it out there, I believe. All right. That is Oak. From... Oak, like, like the wood. Yeah. Oak. Okay. Yeah. Cool. The next game that I kind of wanted to talk about, and it's more, I don't know what to think about it because I never played the original game it was based on, but this one was more interesting to me when I saw how it shakes out and how it comes out. And I've heard good things. And that is by Hjalmar Hawk and Lorenzo Silva and Horrible Guild. And it's The Queen's Dilemma which is like the King's Dilemma, but the Queen's Dilemma... So the King's Dilemma was a lot of negotiation and sort of this legacy and negotiation thing. But the thing that didn't excite me about it, and again, I haven't played it, but what didn't excite me is basically you're kind of negotiating to move back and forth on these tracks, essentially, which wasn't necessarily that interesting to me. The Queen's Dilemma is sort of a sequel. And, uh, of course, the first one was Kennerspiel Desjar nominated. So, I mean, it is... It, definitely a very popular game but this one has a big map of the kingdom and you're taking control of different regions and managing them and, and being able to use them for buildings and personal improvements and resources and all these kinds of things um and so the voting and 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 tough decisions and those kinds of things happen over a map rather than kind of moving back and forth on this track which feels more i don't know consequential and certainly more thematic so I just uh, I was excited to see uh, how this one shakes out. I'm sure it'll be much later in the year when it comes out, but uh, I'm excited to see how the Queen's Dilemma shapes up. Yeah, very good. Hmm. Right. Clef, what's your last pick? Well, my last pick. This is this game looks really, really. I have no idea. Just I liked the name of it, and this is Lords of Baseball. <laughs> <laughs> All right, by Robert and Max. Jamali? 
uh, from L4 Studios. Huh. Uh, haven't heard of any of them. You're not uh, just trying so, to use this to talk about the Royals, are you? Well, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, I I was looking, you know, and I, I was looking through games, and this I came across it. It looks like it's a very interesting. Like you play different segments of the season, you know, from like free agency to spring training into the, the season, and you've got different things where you can, you know, trade for different players and stuff. Yeah, I mean uh, that box looks bad. So. <laughs> Well, he said the name, not they the box. Did I say the, the name. did say the name, but I didn't say anything about the box, right? So um, who knows? Sometimes you got to take a chance on games. Sure. You, you know? never know. So hey, this, you know, yeah. I, I will applaud uh, I will applaud Clef picking something just for a theme. I, uh, you yeah. know, that yeah. sounds fun. Uh, no, I just, I think it looks kind of, inter- you know, you know, not quite uh, Stratomatic, you know, but. Uh, did you ever play so, Stratomatic baseball? Sure. Okay. Absolutely. Cool. You know, uh, yeah, that was a great thing when you were a kid, you know. Yeah. So, um, Absolutely, and uh, I just want to say, uh, Bobby Witt Jr., he looks like the real deal for the Royals, and I can't wait for a season start April 7th. <laughs> Let's go Royals. All this right. is the eternal optimist here. <laughs> start right. the year off versus the Cleveland Guardians. Well, there you go. That's good. No longer the Indians, the no, Guardians. No. There we go. Mm-hmm. So, Support that. All right. Richie, give us your, probably not anything to do with baseball, last pick. No, but mine's also just purely because of the theme, and it's also like random. Uh, the mirroring of Mary King. It's from Devious Weasel Games, the guys that did Cosmic Frog. Oh, okay. right. Uh, but in this one, it's a two-player game, and the theme of the game is that this woman, she's like she she goes to Scotland or something to visit, and one of her like ancient ancestors' ghost tries to possess her so that she can live her the rest of her life through it. I'm in. <laughs> Sounds cool. <laughs> wow. And it's the whole game. You're there's like this little three by three card grid that's out there that you will be flipping over like i don't i don't know that like how the game actually plays but i just know that in the middle of the board you'll have like this little grid that will have a portrait of her just normal and then on the other side it's the like specter side of it and you're just trying to if you're the ghost you're trying to flip them all to that side and if you're mary king you're trying to maintain your psyche and get out Hmm. interesting intact so uh like i said they're the same guys that did Cosmic Frog, which is a, a crazy theme and fantastic art. So I'm, yeah, I'm in. I'll yeah, give it a shot. If it's right. the yeah. Cosmic Frog designer, man, I would love that. that, that I'm interested. I, I mean, I just never thought of you as Richie Turner Ghost Hunter, but that's all right. <laughs> that's pretty. I'm down. I got an argue with my son about ghosts the other day. <laughs> oh, did you? Yeah. He was like, uh, I forgot. Oh, we were talking about Easter Island. Somehow yeah. we were talking about Easter Island and, you know, how they. Know, disappeared probably died off from like famine and whatnot right anyways this is what i talk about with my six-year-old yeah anyways. sure <laughs> and then he said something about it's like oh well they're probably a bunch of ghosts on that island then yeah i just you know just flippantly said that there's no such thing as ghosts so you don't have to worry about that sure and then he goes yeah there is and i was like <laughs> i was like how do you know about ghosts he's like edith told me and edith is his four-year-old cousin <laughs> she's like and it, and they're great friends and he's like Edith told me there's ghosts and we looked it up on google and there's ghosts <laughs> so yeah all right so you, know, argue you know what that? dude can't argue you with can't it. even convince your six-year-old <laughs> no actually i will tell you with finn um when we moved to our our newest house i knew you can't really argue that line with mm. younger kids and so i just said like hey look i got here a week before you moved in and I scared the ghosts. I told them I wasn't going to be happy with them. And they moved down the street. And then they moved down this way. And then, and I, 
I basically tell this long story before he'd go to bed and then he'd get tired that the that the ghosts left Disneyland, you know, uh, because they couldn't stay there either because one day we were going to go there and that they moved to <laughs> Luxembourg, basically. But now, now he doesn't remember this story anymore, but I know like he's going to be on a business trip to Luxembourg and be sweating and not remember, not remember why. Too good. All right. Well, that's a full list of games. What, what all did we pick again? Richie picked horseless carriage, red dust rebellion, unconscious mind, and the mirroring of Mary King. Chad took Anunnaki, Dawn of the Gods, My Island, Oak, and the Queen's Dilemma. And I, Clef, took Darwin's Journey, John Company, Second Edition, Twilight Struggle, uh, Red Sea, and then Lords of Baseball. Nice. Oh, there's some good games. Was there anything, uh, anybody show on our list that... I want to talk about? I mean, a lot of Kickstarters are going to be fulfilling that, you know, I mean, I'm hoping that uh, the Carnegie, you know, is going to fulfill soon. Yeah, and that was on my short list. Voidfall, yeah. which is sort of like a crazy party game from my the studio Ion Games that gave us, you know, the great pack series. So yep, yep. that th- those are a couple of Kickstarters that I'm looking forward to getting. I almost picked First Rat just to try to get Pharaoh's vote. <laughs> That's awesome. The, the whole theme of the game is yes. that there's rats trying to get to the moon because they yeah. heard it was made out of cheese. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, that uh, sounds interesting. Yeah, it sounds like a little fun uh, fun theme. Yeah. Uh, I had Mosaic, A Story of Civilization. It's uh, by Glenn Dover, who sure. obviously did... Uh, oh, yeah, I saw that the other day. That did look good. Yeah, yeah, interesting. And then I also put down Zapotec from Boards and Dice from uh, Fabio... Lubiano, yeah. yeah, who nice. uh, did the Merv and and uh, Kalamala. So, I mean, I'm always uh, going to give a tryout of his games for sure. Sure. So, there was a game, Solar 175. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Joe Farrell said, pass, don't bother. One of the worst games he's ever played. So, oh, okay. we'll, we'll throw that out I for everybody. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, if you're That's nice that you're giving his name out. Watch the designer hunt <laughs> Joe down. <laughs> hey, <laughs> I'm just telling you, you know, Joe's an honorary, you know. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, he is He is almost an honorary part of the Punch Punch. Yeah, there you go. So I'm just, yeah. I'm just, hey, I'm just trying to help the Punch Punch out. Good. That's Joe nice. said not a good game. So there you go. Yeah. And, the, and, and also, just to put it out there, Joe hates donuts and little children. Uh, <laughs> half of that's probably true. <laughs> I won't. I'll tell you what you have. <laughs> and we should probably mention what will probably be the number one game, or Frost at least Haven? the number two game. Oh, right. Frost yes, Frosthaven. Yeah. 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 I'm sure that that's, I mean, I bet that they add a lot of really cool things, and hopefully they the, make the setup easier, you know? I don't think so. <laughs> the, the Stucky's backed it, so I will play it. But I, I think the retail, I think they gave out the MSRP now is now 250 Wow. Yeah. That's like base? That's like the lowest you can go? I Ooh. mean, that's going to be MSRP. So I mean, you'll probably get it a little bit cheaper, but yeah, I mean, but still, geez. you're starting at 250. Oh my goodness gracious! Glad I have no desire. What's well, even mean? if we did, we 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 have a podcast. I mean, I can't. It would be really funny to imagine Clef like, uh, I can't play Coin. My Friday night game group is Frosthaven only. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not happening. <laughs> I was like, I think I'm, he would just uh, might, get a I whole might, new set of friends. Right. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> I might play Root RPG before I played Frosthaven. We mm. found Dan. There we go. <laughs> out behind, out behind Clef's fence, uh, his his head looked like it had been dented in with a big box. <laughs> oh boy, 
think it's I think it's time to say goodnight. Yeah, probably. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, hey, no matter wherever you wherever you are, wherever you're listening from, we hope that you are safe, that you're taking care of yourself, and please take care of each other, Punch Punch. All right, everybody. Have a great night. Thanks for listening. Punchboard Paradise would like to thank our loyal listeners as well as the publishers and designers that have provided review copies. You can find us at punchboardparadise at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at Punchboarders. We are on Instagram at Punchboard Paradise and Facebook at Punchboard Paradise. You had mentioned earlier, you said, oh, I like this game. It kind of reminds me of the uh, the E-game that I can never remember that. Estates. Yes. Hmm. Thank you. It kind of reminds me of the Estates. I know. I know. You're on the f- <laughs> <box>. <laughs> I can't remember the name. It's bad. I, I think now at this point, it's just uh, it's just a mental block. Uh, well, could that go at the end of the episode, please? <laughs> <laughs> just Richie. He's on the f- Uh, All right. So... (laughs)